Hey, what's up? It's Alex Morgan. And for me, the start of the new year is all about committing to you from day one. Body Armor's got you and here to help you commit to your fitness goals. Buy any Body Armor products at your local store and Body Armor will give you 50% cash back to put towards your fitness journey. Now through March 31st, commit to fit with Body Armor Sports Drink. Visit www.bacommittofit.com for full rules. And shop now at retailers nationwide. Hello, everyone. It's time to eat, drink, and be merry with your host, Lisa and Nancy. Welcome to Big Land Radio's uh, second Friday food, wine, and travel show. It is all about eat, eating, drinking, being merry, and uh, we're your host, Nancy Reed and Lisa Smith, uh, publishers of Big Blend Magazines. You can go to bigblendmagazines.com and check it out. Uh, we've got two different publications we uh, produce as we travel full-time on our Love Your Park tour, traveling across America. And uh, that's what's exciting about today, because we've been to some of the places that we're going to be talking about. Uh, every second Friday here on Big Blend Radio, we get to interview members of the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. It's an incredible organization that puts travel writers and photographers and authors and together with destinations and even places that are wineries or uh, food tour companies, uh, you name it. Uh, so it's really cool. And we get to talk to everybody and find out where they've been and the experiences they've had. Um, and even during the year of COVID, uh, we've managed to continue doing that, which has been pretty awesome. So I encourage you to go to the website, ifwtwa.org, to learn more, especially if you're in the industry. And if you're not and you're just interested in food, wine, and travel, follow hashtag IFWTWA on social media because uh, they are posting stories all the time uh, to whet your appetite for travel and food and wine. And uh, also they have a wonderful magazine, which is FWT Magazine, Food, Wine, Travel Magazine that you can keep up with. It's a digital magazine. So anyway, everything is at IFWTWA.org. And today, Nancy and I are excited to welcome back Priscilla Willis. She is the writer and creative behind She's Cooking. Dot com, and she's got all kinds of great stories that are going to make you hungry when you go there, I promise. Uh, today she is joining us to share her cultural culinary experiences in Santa Fe, New Mexico, St. Augustine, Florida, and the Arkansas Delta, where she's moved to. Last time she was on the show, she had just moved there and uh, from Southern California, and I know she's digging into her backyard a little bit more. Uh, so welcome back, Priscilla. How are you? I'm great, Lisa. Thank you. And hello, Nancy. It's good to be back again. Yeah, yeah. So it's a new new year, more food out there. And um, I'm really glad you chose to talk about cultural food and food. Um, I think restaurants need all the help we can give them right now um, in the world. We're not done with the COVID thing. Uh, It may be a new year, but um, and happy new year, everybody. (laughs) So there's that, you know. Um, But restaurants still... Uh, we need to support them as much as we can, and um, everywhere we're talking about today, um, it's great because you get into the the actual, you know, history and the culture behind the food that we can eat, um, and all your stories. Everyone uh, she's written about uh, every place is up on her website. You can go to she'scooking.com and also part of the FWT magazine. Uh, but yeah, um, it's important. And you know, what's your area like in regards to? getting out there and eating our restaurants open and, and find to go to, or is it more takeout? Well, you know, here we have a much smaller density or less density of people. So the restaurants have been able to, uh, once they reopen, stay open for indoor dining. Um, uh, you know, the state obviously limits the capacity. I think maybe it's 50% now. But they haven't been haven't had to shut down repeatedly like they have in Southern California where I was living. Mm-hmm. I'm still in touch with a lot of people there, and it's just been so hard on the restaurants. And of course, it's hard on the restaurants here. Uh, there, everyone is still doing takeout, delivery, family meals, but they do have some inside dining. And some mm-hmm. restaurants have chosen not to oh, reopen at all. Yeah. Um, and some then have been shut down because they can't couldn't survive on just the carry out during the 
quarantine in March and April. But, um, I, yeah, it's it's very difficult all the way around, I think, wherever you are. Mm. And now, yeah, I think it is. And whatever we can all do, like I said, whatever we can do, and it's important also for their employees, not just the owners, but the employees, you know, um, tip your waiters and waitresses as much as you can because they're even, you know, or, you know, there's not going to be that many waiters and waitresses, you know, but uh, Arkansas, let's let's go to your state that you're in. Uh, you talk about Delta cuisine and Nancy and I've kind of been a little bit outside of North Little Rock and um, in, you know, we were there Little Rock in 2019 and then the Hot Springs area 2020. Uh, we have had a little bit of the taste of the Delta region, but it's interesting because even thinking of Arkansas with the Delta region, always think about Mississippi and maybe Louisiana, but not so much um, Delta of Arkansas, but it's true. They even grow rice out there. So it's interesting. Yes. That okay. You well, that. Little Rock is in the central part of the state. Hot Springs is uh, near there, southwest, but neither one of those are in the Delta. When okay. uh, It's confusing because the Delta region you just have to think of the Mississippi River is what is is what the Delta region is. And yes, Mississippi, the state of Mississippi is more often thought of when you say Delta cuisine, but Mississippi borders Arkansas and along the Mississippi River. On one side is Arkansas, the other side is Mississippi. So they have Delta cuisine too. Um, and yeah, and that's more well, all along the state, the whole eastern border of Arkansas is along the Mississippi River. But mm. generally, Delta cuisine uh, is more in the from Memphis going south, because Memphis also goes into Tennessee, but it's also there's uh, West Memphis, which is in Arkansas. But Delta cool. cuisine kind of starts. Very mm-hmm. cool. Well, it's interesting, and you talk about tamales and hot tamales and. Yeah. When we were in um, northwest Louisiana, there's an area in the no man's land, actually in Sabine Parish area, um, Zwali. And they have a tamale festival, and their tamales are different than what we were used to in California and Arizona. Uh, really thinner and just different, and actually really goes back to their Native American roots even, which I was like, I didn't know that, you know. So when you get to hot tamales in Arkansas, um, what were they like for you in comparison to Southern California? Oh, yeah, you're you're right. I mean, they're nothing like Mexican tamales or even really New Mexican tamales because they're usually swathed in a very, uh, in a sauce, and they're cooked in mm-hmm. a sauce, whereas tamales in New, Mex- in New Mexican cuisine or Mexican cuisine, they don't cook them in a sauce. They're just cooked in the masa with the wraps. Uh, mm. The corn husks, but so hot tamales are are cooked in their hot sauce, and they're really delicious. I loved them. They're spicy, and yeah, people are surprised to see tamales in the south, but you know they're uh, they're there. And they're a yummy. mix of yeah, they're <laughs> they're very good. They are used more as uh, from what I've read. Um, I don't want to say an appetizer, but a snack. Yeah, yeah, that that's kind of oh. what we we saw when we were there. The tamales were thinner, um, so it wouldn't be like like a yeah, it's a little bit different. And as I recall, they I know they had shrimp, but pork was like the main deal about the tamales in Northwest Louisiana. So, um, what was it was pork a big deal in Arkansas in in the Delta region and Delta food? Yeah, all across the South, pork pork is big because the, they grow a lot of pork down here. No, I never even saw any shrimp ones. They're all pork. Mm. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. So, huh. there you go. so cool. hey, you know, and we're recording this on Bacon Day, so there we go. <laughs> or, or a mixture, but, yeah, I never saw any. Like the ones um, I asked um, – the owner of Pasquale's, how did an Italian start making tamales? So he's got a very, very long history. And a lot of it stems back to when his family rented to people that or actually started making the tamales there. And that's how they started making them. Because he's from Sicily. So it it was a very interesting story going, going way back. 
Wow. But wow. I love that culture. Food. It was a portable yeah. food, so actually they they weren't uh, probably using them or eating them with all the sauce because they would take them out to the fields to eat, and they would swap recipes. So Pasquale shared his Italian spaghetti recipe, and they shared their traditional Mexican hot tamales. But because they were kind of like you could eat them with your hands and carry them to the fields, they were more, yeah, it was, hmm. it was a portable food, kind of like hmm. uh, other countries have canned pies or savory pies, and they put them in their knapsacks and take them out to the fields to eat for lunch or whatever. I wonder, I wonder about that even with, like, hush puppies and, um, and and things like, you know, biscuits and, you know, that those are, you know, I know you can, you know, you can have your gravy and everything, but there's something that you can take out as well out into the field, yeah. you know. Yeah, biscuits, because yeah. you can. And, you know, it's... Um, yeah, why not? But listen, this is something I didn't know. Kool-Aid pickles. I have that. That's like was my number one question for you was like, tell us about the Kool-Aid pickles. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Really? That family, I think they, she, they just like to come up with different things. I'm not so sure that that's, uh, was, uh, it's a soul food restaurant, Rosie's Diner. Uh, both the, this restaurant was in what town? I, oh, Helena, West Helena, Arkansas, where they have the King Biscuit Flower Hour. They have the King Biscuit Blues Festival. Of course, they didn't have it this year, which is one mm-hmm. of the most lar- the largest and most well known blues festivals in the South or in the U.S. actually. But uh, anyway, I think she she just likes to play around with things, and they're super popular. And this is something they could serve at the Blues Festival. And and back to the tamales, like those kind of and biscuits and hush puppies, they don't need to be refrigerated. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the field food. Now, this was just a fun food she created for the, because they all have booths at the Blues Festival. And they were so popular, they just continue to make them in all kinds of different flavors. But wow. they made a great picture. <laughs> and yeah. I tried a few. They were They were really good. You know, and, and to me, it's and we have a thing about pickles. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like whenever you can get a pickle, so yeah, yeah. Every time we have mm-hmm. anything with a pickle, Linda Kassam is also part of Ifs One, the past president. I message her all the time. I'm like, look at my fried pickles. Like, where's, where's oh, your really? last pickle? We're, we're pickles. <laughs> I didn't we're, know that about <laughs> Linda, but yes, she, I love she, pickles she, too. Yeah, we're okay. Well, then I'll add you to the chain of pickle pickle messages. <laughs> Maybe because we like to be pickled. I don't know what it is. That's the deal. But okay, so you know, when you think about soul food too, I mean, it's and that's like, you know, even in Dallas had some. I remember some of the best soul food I've ever had was in Dallas, but um, years ago. But when it comes down to that, I mean, Arkansas, um, you went out and you enjoyed like a whole. Lunch and isn't it? It goes back to pork for that too. When it when it comes down to soul food, is it gets down well, to the, the pork pig. and also all all the parts of a pig, all the parts yeah. of any animal, but mainly it was pork. But um, soul food is basic down home cooking, uh, rooted in the rural South, and mm. it uh, pork is a staple. Beans, greens, cornmeal, which they use in cornbread, mm. hush puppies. Johnny cakes, uh, coating for fried fish, and then pork. But they use everything from the pork: ham mm-hmm. hocks, pig ears, hog jowl, chitlins, pork fat for the frying, um, pork fat oh. to slowly cook greens. Everybody, you always have, you know, you hear about beans and greens, or uh, yeah. We, no, we had so, so they we had the collard greens taste like bacon. You mean? <laughs> yes, that's it. Well, we had collard cool. greens for the first time uh, last year. We went and hung out with our friend Zakia Hooker and um, her husband uh, Christopher Olin, Christopher Bell, both musicians, and uh, we went there for lunch. And they were like, "Oh, we got some fried chicken, some collard bean, uh, black-eyed peas," which I, you know, mm-hmm. and Nancy and I look at each other and we're like. Uh-oh. We don't know about these green things, especially Nancy, but they were really good because it was, yeah. they had a little bit of that, that salty mm-hmm. kind of goodness that you can only get from, you know, pig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really you, good. You're talking about collard greens now. Yeah. The greens. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
update. Hey, what's up? It's Alex Morgan. And for me, the start of the new year is all about commitments, setting your intentions, restarting your routine, and committing to you from day one. Until March 31st, buy any Body Armor products at your local Walmart. And Body Armor will give you 50% cash back via a Walmart e-gift card put towards your fitness journey. Visit www.bacommittofit.com backslash WM for rules. Body Armor Light, the low-calorie, zero-sugar-added sports drink. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. There was like, I was like, okay, we can do this. This, this tastes so much better than what we thought, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah, they could get enlarged pork mm. fat well you know that that you know text to why i need to go jogging now um but <laughs> that, the other thing is catfish now that's something we've seen you know all throughout louisiana and mississippi's you know, people out there fishing everywhere it's kind of like how people get their food and catfish nancy and i are allergic to fish and seafood so it's you know we never get to really write about it and so you talk about catfish and that is a big deal in the delta region i think it's anywhere in the Delta, bring out the catfish. So they're using the cornmeal on the, on the catfish too, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's all coated in corn, with corn, cornmeal coating oh. to, to deep fry it. Yeah. It's, oh, cool. It, it's yeah. great because it gives it a little more texture and you have uh, crunchiness. Yeah, it wouldn't be the same without a cornmeal coating. Yeah. And catfish is huge, you know, and um, – I'll tell you that restaurant I went to in the uh, besides Rosie's, um, and I don't know if he's still open. I hope he is. It's called Downtown Bar and Grill. Eddie Evans. He he his he and his mother, um, you know, own the restaurant. He owns the restaurant. She helps him. Um, and I don't know, like I said, if they're they're open during all this. So I, um, he got his, I said, this is the best. And I've eaten quite a bit of catfish and, you know, it's not all wild caught catfish is so popular and sold in all the restaurants. And a lot of it is, is farmed oh, and okay. his, his catfish. Yeah. It's not like he went out and caught them, uh, in the Mississippi or whatever, or other little lakes and rivers mm-hmm. and whatnot. He, his catfish was from Tunica, Mississippi. Pride of the pond is the name of the source, uh, catfish um and it was so good and they were a lot of people go oh i don't like catfish it tastes muddy and stuff which very well (laughs) may be if you catch it wild uh and they're big uh because but uh, these are farmed catfish and it was very sweet white meat and tender and didn't taste muddy at all large fillets um quickly fried in cornmeal Uh, it was delicious so the, the fish that comes from freshwater sources yes. taste it's different. It's a freshwater than, fish. Yeah, okay, so if it's a freshwater fish, does it taste different than a saltwater fish because well, of the water? Yeah, I think freshwater fish is very uh, it's very sweet compared to. <laughs> oh. You know, deep sea fishing, saltwater fish is all good. I loved it too. Sea bass, swordfish, tuna, those are all uh, ocean fish. Um, but yeah, pond lake fishing is trout, catfish, mm-hmm. walleye, crappie. There's all kinds of them. Redfish, you'll see a lot in Louisiana. Um, yeah, they're <laughs> generally speaking, this very delicate. A sweet meat, hmm. but interesting and and white white fish. Okay. You know, it's not it's not like uh, like salmon. Well, salmon is a freshwater fish, but uh, tuna or swordfish or they're just yeah. So I mean, sea bass is a very white flaky fish, as is halibut and cod because they uh, are in the you know cold ocean. But hmm. yeah, it's uh, different because you don't have that salt water aspect. Hmm. 
But who, who would know? Like, well, we we don't know. You guys know they eat fish. But yeah, I always wondered if catfish was kind of like greasy to eat, like the way like when it's fried like that. Is it? Do they? Does the cornmeal help pull that off, or do you want the grease on it? I have no clue. But do, I do know. you want the what in it? The grease. Grease. It just always seems to me like they always talk about a fish fry and being fried. Um, oh, do people yeah. You know, it just it? depends. Yeah, sure. Okay. But a lot of people that don't like it probably had bad experience. I mean, you you know, it's with anything that's fried. And if you eat French fries, it depends on how fresh your grease is, if it's hot enough, uh, whatever. Yeah, if it sits there in, and doesn't cook fast enough, it soaks up the grease. That's that's yeah. how you get greasy fried food. It has to oh, be yeah. hot grease, should be, you know, cl- uh, changed, and it needs to be cooked quickly. And I so, like fried food, yeah. I'm just saying. So don't, no one take it the wrong way. Listen, when we're in Louisiana, they actually have a gas station food map that they're doing in northwest Louisiana, a Natchitoches area, because, and in, in Sabine Parish, and um, because you get the, some of the best fried food out of gas stations. <laughs> really I'm good. telling you, I'm telling you it's, it's good stuff. And good. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're good at it. And um, yeah. yeah, another reason to go jogging. How do you stay so petite? Because you're going around eating all this food. I'm just saying. Well, we you know, help. thank you. <laughs> well, I always say, like in my little bio, that, um, you know, I always uh, I mix my culinary adventures with with uh, what I call soft or light adventure. In other words, not real strenuous exercise, but hiking and things like that. Wherever I go, mm-hmm. I like to if nothing else, walk. I walk a lot. And, you know, mm-hmm. you you know that's cool. Just doing some exercise and I don't eat a whole lot. I mean I take a lot of pictures of great food, but trust me, I'm not eating that whole plate full of food. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> we did all for the photos. Yeah. Yeah, we, we learned that about all the bed and breakfast. We ate all the food and and now we're <laughs> and all the the new bed and breakfast owners were saying, you know, we learned not to eat our food anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's dangerous, but but oh, before we leave Arkansas, which I love Arkansas. By the way, I think you have one of the most beautiful states. Uh, I mean, and but I do say it that is. about everywhere we go. But and it that's is what it's why it's called beautiful. the natural state, and it's, it's kind of really like the best good. kept. It's kind of like the best kept secret, and they they kind of yeah. want to keep it that way. You know, but. I know it's kind of, don't tell anybody, but yet at the same time, you want people to know so that they you know support the places, <laughs> but. Um, it is absolutely beautiful. I love your state. I mean, I really do. Yeah. Nancy and I both. We have so much fun there. We just have not done your side of it at all. And yeah. so we need to do more of that. And we did a little bit like Texarkana area and all the swampy alligator areas, which are really cool to me. That's um, so cool. But it's, <laughs> I just, I want to go back. And um, yeah. I did have a guy to teach me on it. It's usually quite tour. surprising. It's usually quite yeah. surprising to people. Yeah, it, it blew my mind. It really did when when we first got there. Um, but before we leave, we got to talk about barbecue because Arkansas is really well known for barbecue. And um, you said Jones Barbecue uh, Diner. Again, everyone, we never know what's happening with restaurants now. So everything, you know, just check online before you go. Um, this he he got uh, he got the James Beard Award, right? Well, like James Beard has uh, what they call American Classics, and which is a fairly new development in James Beard Awards because, you know, to recognize small mom and pops is basically what it is. Awesome. And, yes, he, he did win one. He's the only James Beard winner in Arkansas, even though they've had other people nominated for the American Classic as well as for their, you know, um, classic, their fine dining awards, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah, and he, I, I'm sure he's still in business, and most of his business was takeout anyway, or a majority of it. And um, his was this classic. You ask him what wood he uses, he uses hickory. It's uh, where they prepare the barbecue is right in back of his uh, very small family. It's been in the family for, since, what, 1964, uh, shotgun-style building, um, he smokes all the meat right out there. Uh, he does uh, mostly pork. And, yeah. Huh. So wow. He puts 
put on face. Actually, you wonder how did they discover someone. I, I think they have a nomination process. And John T. Mm-hmm. Edge, who's very famous for, uh, he uh, started Southern Foodways Alliance, which is based in Oxford, Mississippi. He kind of put uh, put that in the ear, in their ear about uh, Jones Barbecue. Very and, cool. Yeah, so it was a very big. Yeah, they won in 2012. Mm. Barbecue. Very leather. cool. And, and they don't have a really distinctive style. They don't use a dry rub. They don't use vinegar. You know, each barbie, each region has its own uh, claim to fame. And uh, even if he did have a secret, he's not telling. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there, and there and it is. Just, serves it just like his daddy did uh, on White Wonder Bread. So oh. <laughs> they haven't changed a thing. Well, I haven't changed a thing, thing since 1960. Oh, they've been fixed. selling barbecue. His dad started it. And actually another um, point uh, for him is they are recognized as probably the oldest black-owned business in Arkansas. Wow. Because his, wow. his dad started in 1910. Wow. Right on. Like right on. That so, is so cool. That's so cool. I'm I'm glad. I hope they're still going. You know, you you want them to keep going. You know, they're the first two, and that's. I mean, even to have a business, a family business that started in 1910. You know, to me, that is just to still be around. Special, you know, man. it's special. You know, yeah. I, I think family businesses are special, and mom and pops. And I'm so glad to hear that James Beard is doing more for that because I think that's where we do find our cultural food. I think that's where you find integrity and connection and community. And we get to learn instead of having, here's your same thing over and over. You know what I mean? It's like, we, that's the thing about going out to eat. It's the story behind it, not just the food. It's, you know, do you like it or not? It's the story behind it. I'm St. Augustine, Florida. We were there a little bit in 2020 and we didn't get to really explore, do much other than say it's beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful area. Um, also the oldest, isn't the oldest city of, it's like the very first city of America, the oldest settlement, European settlement in the country. And yeah. uh, obviously going to be very diverse because it's on the coast and so much stuff went down. I mean, we had pirates and all kinds of things happening cool. on that coastline. I know. I know, but oh, yeah. um, you're you're talking about you're talking about a uh, cuisine that is the Menorcan culture. Am I saying that correctly? Because I'm this is yes. a whole new thing for me. Okay. Yes, Menorca. The Menorcans were brought there a, a, a large group of 700 of them on a ship to work an indigo plantation. So they've been there a long time, and so yes, and mostly the Menorcan clam chowder. I mean, that's what mm. you'll find in a lot of the restaurants. And uh, they use a special pepper called a dadal pepper. And, uh, yeah, so it's a red chili, a red chowder compared to white clam chowder. Oh. Uh-huh. And they it is spicy, although the ones that I tasted were not so hot that you can't eat them kind of spicy. They just have a little kick to them. And, mm. yeah, it's excellent. Mm. But it's the dadal it's a special kind of pepper. Okay, so it's a special pepper. So that came from the the island of Menorca, then basically. Right, and that, that it's grown. Yeah, they brought the pepper with them from Menorca. Menorca is in the south south of Spain, mm-hmm. and uh, three islands. People are probably more familiar with Mallorca and Ibiza. Menorca mm-hmm. is the third. So the okay. islands in the Mediterranean off the coast of Spain, and they grew that pepper and brought them with them. And it's grown in St. Augustine now. And for pepper, uh, uh, pepper lovers that like to buy all kinds of different hot sauces, they should definitely try this one. And in fact, I, I, someone, uh, a dadal pepper hot sauce company found my post on instagram i think and messaged me and i said oh yeah i'd love to try your hot sauce are you in st augustine well oddly enough no they're in los angeles but they do get their dadal peppers from st augustine oh how interesting so Hmm. yeah i mean and then you think of because i know we're going to talk about new mexico but we start to think about okay um we're going to 
you know, have all the peppers from Hatch, New Mexico, and, um, there, and there's 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 a um, war going on between Hatch, New Mexico, and Hatch Chili <laughs> being grown in Pueblo, Colorado. There's like some kind of drama going on there. I don't know, but I always think, you know, if it's about good food, get in there and have a fight about it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, everyone want, wants to be, you know, Hatch Chili's originally, okay, I worked with Melissa's Produce in Los mm. Angeles for many years developing men, uh, recipes with their membership fees apply after free trial cancel anytime can i be real for a second that goal you have to exercise and eat better you really can do it but nobody is going to do it for you and nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results and that's us beachbody it's as convenient as your tv or laptop but you need to decide that you're worth it let us help you succeed here's how Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Produce. They, I attribute them to really the popularity of Hatch Chili's now. It's very commonplace. Really? Where when, when I first started working with them, gosh, I don't think it's been 10 years, but almost um, seven years ago, they were just starting to market them because they were a specialty produce company. And um, now you see them in the grocery stores every season, which is usually around August. But at that time, Hatch Chili's, and this is what the fight is about, were started and were grown in Hatch, New Mexico. That's right. why they don't like Pueblo, Colorado, who I'm sure is growing them now, but that's not where they originated. So <laughs> there it is. And that's what it is. And they have a huge Hatch Chili Festival in Hatch, New Mexico every year. Probably not this year. Nothing happened this yeah. year. But um, mm-hmm. that's where they originally came from. And I'm like I said, I'm sure that's what the disagreement is about. What's because interesting probably about- they probably don't want them calling them Hatch Chilies since they're not from Hatch, New Mexico. Oh. That's probably what it is. Well, and you know, but that's, our, that's like champagne in France, Burgundy wine in France. You know, it's the same kind of like, hey, this is from right. our place, and it's kind of local pride. It's part of the integrity of the ingredient is to know where it actually comes from. You know, it's like the right. Prince City. Well, they, it comes from Mexico. You know, yeah, they don't have DOCs for they they need to I guess develop a, a DOC or something like that for peppers. <laughs> mm. So when when you travel, do you look for the you know having this background with Melissa's produce? And by the way, like a lot of the uh, members of IFTWA, the International Food Wine Travel Writers Association, have been watching their posts lately. Man, they're getting all kinds of pink pineapples, and you know, you follow this. And I'm telling <laughs> you, you're going to see things that you're like, what? What do you do with a chamoya? Chamoya, I remember trying to eat. No, we won't talk about what I tried to no, do with let's it. No, not even go there. Um, <laughs> I need to go to those classes, apparently. But it is this about travel and finding that unique ingredient that you don't find other places. And sometimes it doesn't work to grow them maybe where you live, depending. Um, but it is that special connection of, wow, man, this, this one chili is going to be so different compared to this other chili. Whereas... Uh, you know, and until you start tasting them, you think, oh, a chili is a chili. Like a red bell pepper is not the same than like a green bell pepper. Two different, you right. know, things. So that's right. is that part of the draw for you is special ingredients. Oh, yeah. Where, wherever I am, I always try to seek out what is unique or that you can know what their specialty is. Regional regional cuisine, regional specialties, whether I'm in China or, or you know, in the U.S. Um yeah, so it's always been an interest of mine, and generally when I'm researching somewhere, I look up, you know, you read about the food and where you're going to eat and what to try and things like that. So, yes, mm. I always do that. Mm. And as Melissa's Produce has branched out to travel writers, I guess. I don't get their boxes anymore, probably because I live in Arkansas, and by the time I got here, it might not be too fresh. But... Um, yeah, you know, they have uh, are one of the first to always have some uh, unique things bringing 
that they bring to market that people are unfamiliar with. So they work huh. with uh, blog, bloggers and writers to familiarize cool. people, the general public, about these things yeah. they're hearing. Because we don't know. Like, if I always get their jicama. Well, I don't know. Like, right now while we're recording, I know this is airing as we go to Florida, um, but we'll be, we're in Wisconsin right now. And I don't think I've seen jicama here. I'll have to go and look again when I go to the store tomorrow to <laughs> see do they have jicama. But I always got Melissa's produce in places because, like, I knew like, that they always had, like, I don't know, the, the jicama always tasted better and quality to it. You know what I mean? And you knew yeah. you were getting some quality, you know, um, just depending on where you live, you know, or you know, we travel full time. So whenever we get to make our own food, it's, it's a treat, and and it's a treat mm. to go to a grocery store, like go to a restaurant, like typically, like I know the world's weird right now, but if you can go to a restaurant and get whatever is local in the culture and then go to the grocery store and be able to make it if you're staying in an Airbnb or something and try to use those ingredients and start playing with it yourself, that is, to me, that's, that's, that's the coolest thing that's to fun. do, you know, um, so you can kind of try to put your, your, your cooking shoes on um, in somebody else's kitchen, but in somebody else's culture, you know, do you do that at all? Get in there and start cooking other, you know, with, with all these different ingredients. I rarely cook when I'm on the road because I generally am staying in a hotel, but right. I always seek out the regional yeah. cuisine. I love going to farmer's markets and I'll come home. And if I can get the ingredients, try to recreate things. However, that's one thing I miss about being in Southern California is we don't have, and when you're traveling about, if you're not in a big, relatively good-sized metropolitan area, you're, you're not going to get a lot of the, you know, specialty ingredients. Right. You're just not. Melissa's Produce has, you know, they distribute all over the U.S., but I don't, I see a few of their items here. Um, but, uh, yeah, I definitely miss that about Southern California and mm. being in a larger city, but I'm not, I don't have not ever regretted moving out of the city. In fact, I'm very, very glad oh, yeah. I'm in a less densely populated area during yeah, the no pandemic. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, exactly. We've, exactly. And you've, we've and had a lot this, more. You've, you've got uh, all this, uh, you've got all this other, um, you've got a new culture, you know, because Arkansas is diverse, you know, so you've got this whole other, you know, aspect of new food to try. That's the cool thing about moving. <laughs> to another place it's like okay what do i get to eat and then you're going to miss things like what you miss from southern california but well they're, you know. they're really connected to farm to table here and and i'm actually writing about the food conservancy and some other um oh nice uh, uh initiatives that are going on locally um because there's a big a long rich heritage of farmers uh in this area but as we know across the nation smaller farmers have disappeared um, mm -hmm. There's still a lot of them here, but they need support, especially during mm -hmm. the pandemic and 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 going forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, people were like, "Where? What? How? 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 Why are you moving to Arkansas? Where is Arkansas? How do you?" I go, "I grew up here, but I lived in Southern California for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of returning to my roots, kind of thing." Cool. And, um, yeah. Cool. But. Cool. Yeah, everywhere you go, there's always some regional cuisine to investigate. Well, if Santa, Fe, <laughs> Santa Fe, New Mexico, we were there in 2019, summer 2019, and we hadn't done much in New Mexico. We like Silver City in southwest New Mexico, um, and then here we were in Santa Fe, and it was like, wow, margaritas. They have the margarita trail. <laughs> they have their... Um, Biscochito, if I'm saying it correctly, they're, um, they have their own cookie, cookie. you know, yeah. so, you know, a state that has their own cookie, um, uh, really great, but uh, you, you got to do some experiences different than us. Um, one is that you actually got to go and get into the native American food, um, and, and into the Pueblo style of cultural food. Though you went to Bandelier National Monument, we've done that too, and it's a special place. Um, but also into the Pueblos there, but also being able to go into a Hotel Santa Fe, which I did not know about. Tell everybody about this, because isn't it the only Native American-owned hotel in the area or in New Mexico? Yes, it is. As far oh. as I know, it's the only Native American-owned hotel in the U.S. 
Um, But in Santa Fe, Uh, it was very, uh, I'll tell you, visiting El Defonso Pueblo and having that Mm. feast days meal. And Elmer Torres is the one that took us uh, through Bandelier or that section of Bandelier. It was, you know, spiritual uh, and such a, you know, unforgettable experience on many levels. And, um, oh, yeah, Santa Fe Hotel, sitting down with an elder at dinner. uh, It's owned by the the Pickery. I mean, they have a board of directors that also has other business uh, people from Santa Fe on it. Um, but the Pickery tribe also has a seat at the board, and um, that's that. Yeah, that was crazy. And the food that we had was all representative of their cuisine, uh, elevated, if you will, but you know by the chef. But uh, we had red chili, cornbread crusted trout. All of these, like they eat trout, they fish for you know trout. Uh, we had quail breast. I love quail. You know, and these were all probably, you know, they're farm-raised. We had elk tenderloin. I'm not sure if they were all raised by the Pickery tribe on the Pueblo or if it's Pickery businesses. I'm not sure about that. But the the menu was, um, like, yeah, represented foods that they eat. Mm -hmm. Through the years, yeah, historically, yeah. 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 yeah, they were on our show. Um, Mr. Torres was on the show a few years back oh, with they? Linda. And with Linda, yeah, came on, and it was just, he's the sweetest man and, and his wife. You know, they're just such a sweet couple and what they do and um, all these feast days, and that's a huge deal. And I know he actually has, like, a tour company, I think, where they you book specialty tours, and that's really the only way to go to a Pueblo, right, is to really connect with uh, someone who's from the Pueblo, you know, um, and and yeah, we did an interview then after that with an artist that was from there. Yeah, it's it's wild. It just keeps circling back in our lives here, but um, I think it's important that if you can talk to someone, an elder or someone who can really share their Absolutely. knowledge, it's lucky. You're lucky and keep your ears open. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> get it. Get the info. Well, yeah. Yeah, and that's what their tour company tour company does is take people to the pueblos. Not always theirs, but uh, there are what sixteen pueblos I think in the area, and uh, you know they had just a day visits for a feast day uh, lunch like we had, or da- all the way to uh, like a week long immersion into it. Mm. But mm. It's a pueblo life, but yeah, totally. That's you know, yeah. the way it's, to go if you really are interested in learning about Native American culture, other than, you know, this goes way beyond shopping um, on the square. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's beautiful, beautiful galleries and artisan work on the square and all around Canyon Road in Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, that, that quite... gives you the real cultural part of it. And the other thing, too, you we, we did a food tour when we were there with Nick Pena from Santa Fe uh, Food Tours. And it was really cool because he could give us the history like of all the cultures, mm-hmm. the Spanish, the Native American, the Mexican, and the Europeans coming in, and the clashing and then the merging of cultures, basically, this history everywhere we went. And every restaurant we went to to sample um you know, and and each one had its own margarita, so we had the giggles by the end of this. Yeah, uh, but it was did. a walking food <laughs> tour. It was fantastic, and we really learned from that. I think you know now we really it's these kind of immersive experiences where you know your tour guide that really knows the area, loves the area, is from the area. Um, when you get to have that experience, take it because I just you know you you may be eating pasoli, but going oh this tastes good, but no clue about how and how it's prepared what and why. It. Yeah. Yeah, what goes into it. So the other thing yeah. is Santa Fe School of Cooking. We never uh, had that opportunity either or chance to do that, just timing. We all do different things, you know, when we travel. But um, I know a lot of travel writers have gone there and they're like, that's important because you are now learning how people cook the food of Santa Fe. Like, well, I know there's makes makes one thing with it. Go ahead. It makes you appreciate things a little bit more, you know? 
mm-hmm. if you understand what oh, goes yeah. into and the time it takes and the history behind something, your level of appreciation grows. And then I think you take a little more time to taste a little bit deeper, if I can put it that way. You know? I totally agree. Um, you know, and not everyone's a foodie, so some people aren't interested in that at all. But yes. we at the International Food, Wine, and Travel Association, I think we all pretty much have that in common, as mm-hmm. well as a whole generation of foodies out there, multiple generations. Um, I think more and more people are interested in the food and learning about it. And uh, three things, yes, taking a food tour is the other thing I, I always do wherever I am if I have time. Usually, a, yeah, a food tour, a cooking class, and go to the farmer's market or, like, if you're in China, the wet markets or whatever. Or hmm. if you're in Seattle, you know, what, what that Pike's, Pike's market. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. So wherever you are, you can find those now. Yeah, yeah and really delve into the cuisine and, and its cultural roots. Yeah, for sure. And Santa Fe Cooking School, it was an extraordinary experience as well. And um, the people were that were leading the cooking, the chefs were all very approachable, answering your questions. What they were cooking was not so, um, you know, difficult that you couldn't cook it at home. And you know, they talked about the ingredients, chilies, pozole, um, mm. what they call three sisters in mm-hmm. New Mexico, which is corn, beans, and chilies. Although for the Native Americans, especially um, the ones that were on the Pueblo or the plateaus or up in the mountains, for them, the three sisters is squash, corn, and beans because mm-hmm. uh, it's the climate on elevated climate in some areas, well, chilies won't grow there. But um, they, they call it the three sisters, whereas mm. when you're you know, when you're in New Orleans, the triad, the Creole or tri- triad is what? Peppers, onions, and what's the other one? Uh, so, there's always peppers and onion, but I would say coriander, but I don't think so. That's something else. That's no, like a whole like, other. I'm in a different anyway. country now. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> different. Well, there's like, you know, they have, I think they have two different peppers going on over there in Louisiana. Well, New Orleans is different, but. Um, yeah, man, I'm getting hungry just talking about all these peppers. I want, I want some I like, tamales now. I do. Mm-hmm. I want some tamales. Well, you can <laughs> tamales. get some tamales. Oh, it's called the then, Creole Trinity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, this is so cool to reconnect with you and hear about all your cultural flavor adventures, <laughs> you know, and getting, you know, hearing about, you know, what people are eating around the country. And, you know, we, we all, you know, all of us are international travelers. Um, and of course, you know, this past year, 2020 has been difficult on that. However, you know, traveling around America, you will discover the world through food. If you go into the cultural restaurants and, you know, go get, you know, go eat, eat. What is it? You have the clam chowder in St. Augustine. Did you try the fried shrimp that they're known for too? Oh, of course. Yes. And uh, people will say, well, I, I, you know, there's fried shrimp everywhere, but, you know, they're fresh fried shrimp. I mean, it, it was just, I love fried shrimp. But mm. fresh looking over the water, you can't beat it. I love St. Augustine. If I was going to live in Florida, I think that would be, uh, I always, I told Barbara Golden, who is with the Visitors Bureau there, this is the only place in Florida I'd ever want to live. I haven't been to that many places <laughs> in Florida. <but laughs> Florida's <laughs> I like it because... Yeah, it wasn't your typical Florida beach town. Sure, they have a beach, but they've also got a lot of history and a lot of varied cuisine, which Mm. I really enjoyed. Yeah, we were there a very short amount of time and more in a golf course setting and taking care of dogs and doing because we do that as we travel. But it was um, I just, you know, and of course, with COVID, everything was just in. Um, We really, really want to go back that way. And Florida is like it's a really interesting place because 
You know, you look at uh, the Spanish influence and everything, but then you can have Cuban influences in the food, like especially if you get to Miami area, it all changes everywhere, whatever side you're in. And Florida even has wineries. So does Arkansas. Arkansas has wineries. So so every state has wineries, thank goodness, because we need that. But, um, yeah, you know, we really do have a lot of good food because we do have such a diverse culture, like so many cultures living in America, and that's the beauty of it to me. I mean, you really could eat your way around all the countries of the world. (laughs) And 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 you know what? No problem doing it. (laughs) Well, and New Mexico, back to Santa Fe School of Cooking in New Mexico, you know, their cuisine, New Mexican cuisine, I don't even know if they want you to call it Southwest because that's just Mm -hmm. such, that could be Texas, that could be Arizona. They call it New Mexican cuisine. And what they really like to inform people about is the difference between Mexican and New Mexican. And and one of the hmm. things is enchiladas. Okay, oh. Mexican enchiladas are rolled. New Mexican enchiladas is layered, mm-hmm. like in a casserole. Yeah. I've made them both ways. And, um, you know, uh, uh, enchilada casserole is the greatest thing for potlucks and uh, buffets or family gatherings or whatever and I think you know less labor intensive than rolling but anyway they just pointed out things like that that people mm. don't know I mean so it's it's nice to just learn about the difference uh, between what people probably don't understand is well is the Mexican food the same in New Mexico as Mexican you know it's no. not and <laughs> No, um, they and the Mexican food the, is different across the con- country because of the sure. different places in mm-hmm. Mexico that people move to, you know. So you get like Baja more in Southern California than Sonoran Mexican food in exactly. Tucson, you know. Right, which, right. They're all good. Now, you, you have to, why did you have to say enchiladas? Like, mm. seriously, like now we're both going <laughs> to. Favorite, favorite. Oh, meal. well, so in my uh, my article about Santa Fe School of Cooking, there is a recipe there, and it's their recipe, chicken or cheese enchiladas with red chili sauce, but you could also yeah. use green chili sauce. When I went mm. to the farmer's market there, I did buy some uh, powdered green chilies for uh, enchiladas, ch- uh, chili verde, oh. with, the green, with the green sauce mm. on it. Yeah. And uh, people always will say, you know, like, what do you like to go shopping? I don't shop. I'm not a big shopper. But when I do travel somewhere, I usually do come home with some special regional ingredient or cookware. I'm, I just can't resist, even though I have to resist big things or things that are made of glass. But I came back with a La Chamba black clay, black clay pottery cookware, which is oh. what they used at the demonstration. It was so cool. And I have a kitchen full of uh, different kinds of cookware, but I did not have one of these, so I bought one and carried it on the plane with me. And mm-hmm. it just makes—I don't know what it is about it, but it's perfect for soups and stews. Look oh, it up. Cool. Chamba, black light. Oh, yeah. I see. That's cool. That's cool because you come so, back and, you, and now you start to learn how to cook a different way. You know, to me, that's yeah. You just you keep opening up. So when the Santa Fe trip was that part of. If to the International Food Wine Travel Writers Association conference that you went there, or was that yes, a different trip? Okay, no, so I was, think it was yeah part of the conference, and uh, I the Pueblo was my post. I, I you know you get to select a pre or post trip. It was a post I, I selected just just to delve more into the taste of Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people went to Taos, Albuquerque, whatever. I just felt like, okay, the conference, you're busy with the conference. I wanted to stay longer and learn more about Santa Fe mm-hmm. since I was there. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was just wonderful. And that's when we did the bandolier and went to the Pueblo and things mm-hmm. like that. So thought, the whole and, group got to go to the Santa Fe School of Cooking, but it was a great awesome. conference. Yeah. yeah and great hopefully conference. conferences will be able to come back at some point, you know, um, and towards the end of 2021 or into 2022. But I think IFTWA has done, you know, through 2020, they were doing so many webinars and things, even with Melissa's. We were talking about, Melissa, you know, Melissa's probably, we need to hashtag them on this interview. Um, but 
I think that those those kind of relationships, they, what they pulled together through this pandemic is amazing. I mean, just all of these webinars with wineries and destinations, um, you know, because there was that immediate, like, freak out of, like, oh, my God, what do you mean we can't travel to – Okay, we 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 can't not do things, and um, right, yeah. they really rose to the occasion, and and all the members did too. That's the thing. The destinations got together, whether it was you know Birmingham, Alabama, and Costa Mesa, and Whidbey Island, and you know all of these destinations getting together with the travel writers and still doing something to keep things. I think it was brilliant because some areas didn't have that resource and didn't do it. Like honestly, I know that some areas had to, hey, we can't say or do. And um, they managed just to everyone keep going. Those who were able to and could did. And I think that's yeah, cool. Yeah, no, the, the organization has done a great job of responding and providing content even in the middle of a pandemic. So yeah. it, it's, it's been great. Yes, I've, I've gone, done several of those webinars. Sometimes I forget or the time doesn't work for me because of the time difference. That most of the time they're timed on Pacific Coast time. But um, you can always watch it later, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. 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 Everyone, again, uh, you can keep up with IFTWA, the International Food and Travel Rides Association. Just go to ifwtwa.org. Again, uh, every uh, second Friday is dedicated to food, wine, travel, and you'll hear interviews with writers like we have today with Priscilla and Destinations and the same day uh, today. Uh, well, it, we're all recording this, but uh, this second Friday of January, we have Birmingham, so Alabama. So there's always something about a destination. You, it's food, wine. It's it's always a good time, and it's really good to have you back on the show, Priscilla, and everyone. You can keep up with Priscilla if you go to her website, She's Cooking. Dot com awesome awesome website uh you just get sucked in there once you get in there you're never coming out uh you will be hungry <laughs> but you'll have recipes from there and you'll have good you know articles to read and uh, you can keep up with all our social media if you just go right to her website so thank you so much priscilla thanks for having me and you guys happy new year and yeah same to you happy new year to you and we've got a special song because we were talking about pig <laughs> 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 I, this is one of my favorites. I don't know. I've got a thing about this song. We've been playing it for years, and it's called Ham and Eggs. It's from our mm-hmm. friend James Byfield. It goes by uh, Blind Lemon Pledge is the band. You can go to blindlemon-pledge.com. Uh, but this is Ham and Eggs off of his album, uh, Alba Evangeline. And so take a listen to this. I know. we got to do Ham and Eggs. You know, it just it feels right because, you know, we all like a little bit of that. So take care, Priscilla. Yeah. Have a good good start to the new year. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I found a dollar in an old pink coat I wore for a long, long time. I couldn't have come at a better mall because I was down to one dime. I marched my dollar and that dime down to Big Bill's diner. When you tie your feet back on there Ain't no diner finer Old Big Bill was waiting for me Standing by the kitchen door He takes my coat and my pork pie hat Says I know what you're here for Ham and eggs and a flapjack stack Ham and eggs and a flapjack stack Ham and eggs and a flapjack stack and red-eyed gravy all over. If I was a pharaoh, I'd a half a million slaves. I'd abdicate my crown and throne for a plate of big bills eggs. Ham and eggs and a flapjack stack. Ham and eggs and a flapjack stack Ham and eggs and a flapjack stack And a red-eyed gravy all over Me 
standing by the kitchen door. He took my coat and my pork pie hat and says, I know what you're here for. Ham and eggs and a flapjack stack. Ham and eggs and a flapjack stack. Ham and eggs and a flapjack stack and red eye gravy all over. If I was elected Pope, I'd wear them satin slippers. Just one stack of Bill's flapjacks and I'd win one for the gipper. Ham and eggs and a flapjack stack. Ham and eggs and a flapjack stack. Ham and eggs and a flapjack stack and red eye gravy all over. Ham and eggs and a flapjack stack and red eye gravy all over. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.